Now, back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Millions of teenage girls are battling obesity. But new research shows a startling disparity between races in stress-induced weight gain. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Janet Tomiyama, assistant professor in the Department of Psychology at UCLA, and she was the lead author of the study. Dr. Tomiyama, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you. It's great to be here. You recently completed a study that took a look at obesity in young people and how race and stress can be a factor. Tell us more about what you were looking at. Sure. We were looking at BMI, or body mass index. That's basically an indicator of weight. And a lot of your listeners would innately understand that stress can, in fact, lead to weight gain over time. And what we wanted to do was see whether stress and weight gain were related in younger people. So we know it happens in adults. Does it actually happen earlier in life? How early does it happen? And so in this study, we looked at teenage girls between age 10 and age 19. So we looked at them once a year for 10 years. And you found a rather interesting intersection between weight, race, and stress. That's right. The first main finding is that, yes, in fact, stress does lead to weight gain between ages 10 and 19. And what you're referring to is this interesting sort of flip that we found between black teenage girls and white teenage girls. Everybody, the more they experience stress, the more weight they gain over the 10 years. But this link between stress and weight gain was stronger in the black teens. So that means when they experienced more stress, their weight jumped up more than it would in white girls. Any theories as to why? We have theories. We don't yet have data. But we have been thinking a lot about stress eating. And this is another area of my research. It's very common when you have a bad day to come home and have a brownie or an ice cream sundae or something like this. And interestingly, you know, humans are not the only species to do this kind of comfort eating. Other species like mice and rats, when you put them in a stressful situation, then they start to eat sugary food and fatty food. And so we theorize that maybe when black girls are feeling stressed, They are more likely to reach for that brownie compared to white girls. And that could be one of the main mechanisms, but there are many, many others, and we need to look at those as well. Is this the first study that combined those three factors, race, stress, and obesity, and looked at it maybe in a different way than other studies in the past had looked at it? The stress piece, I think, is the newest piece. We know a lot about health disparities in America where racial minority groups tend to have worse health than white populations. And this is especially the case in obesity. So there's a big gap between black populations and white populations in America in terms of obesity with black populations having much higher levels, much higher weight across the board. So that is something we knew. So this was really an attempt to try and How on earth does that happen? When does it happen? So I would say that the two kind of most novel pieces of this study are that we are linking stress to these processes and also that we are finding it in ages as young as 10. That's a lot younger than most people have looked at stress and racial disparities in weight gain. 
And it is disturbing to see the weight problems in younger and younger kids these days. The United States is facing an epidemic right now of childhood obesity, and we're seeing obesity rates increasing, you know, much younger than 10, actually. And so it is definitely an alarming trend. So actually, I wasn't surprised to see differences in weight between white girls and black girls at age 10. 10 to 19, those are your teenage years. That's when you're starting to take more control of your own eating. You know, you're not just eating what mom and dad plunk down in front of you at the dining room table. You are taking more control over what you're eating, when you're eating, what kinds of foods you're eating, how much you're eating. And so I think, you know, this is really a good time to study and target and look at emerging eating patterns. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Janet Tomiyama, assistant professor in the Department of Psychology at UCLA, and we're discussing her research that examined how race and stress affect weight gain in young girls. Dr. Tomiyama, one of the interesting facets of your study is that black girls reported less stress overall than white girls, so I guess the conclusion is that they react differently to the stress they encounter, right? I know. It is so, I think this is the neatest weird finding from our study, you're referring to the fact that black teens actually report less stress than white teens. And this really runs counter to a lot of research and theory where researchers tend to think that minority populations, in particular black populations, experience more stress than white populations for a number of reasons. And so there are two possibilities. One is that the same stressor, so for example, getting a bad grade on a test. That might feel extraordinarily stressful to white girls, but maybe not to black girls. Who knows? The point is that this study looked at perceived stress. So we asked these girls directly, how much do you feel stressed out? So we didn't try and guess from the things that were happening in their lives or try and impose our own ideas of what should be stressful. We ask directly at the source. And so when we do that, then we find that black girls are reporting lower levels of stress. And yet this link between stress and weight gain is stronger. And so I think this is a nuance of this study that really needs to be looked into further. Why do you think the mental health aspect of weight loss gets so much less attention than calorie counting? The field of obesity research really started out as a medical area of study. So doctors were trying to get their patients to lose weight. And so if you notice, every single person who co-authored this study with me, we are all psychologists. And so we're really interested in the interplay between the mind and the body. It's not just how many calories went into your mouth. It's also... What are the reasons behind why you're eating what you're eating? Does what happens to you in your day affect your health directly? We haven't even yet talked about the stress hormone cortisol. So when stress increases, there's an endocrine hormone called cortisol. It goes up. And what we know about cortisol in many, many, many studies is that cortisol itself can increase weight gain. So cortisol makes your body take all the calories that it's eating and preferentially store it as fat, especially in your belly region. And so there are these direct links from stress that you're feeling in your mind and weight gain in your body. And so this is sort of an emerging interest 
where we're combining psychology and medicine to try and get a handle on all of the different ways in which somebody could end up with bad health. In your next study in this area, what's the most burning question you would like to answer? This is true of every field of research, but I think a lot of our research has been conducted in white adult populations. And so we just don't know anywhere near enough about different cultures, different races, different socioeconomic status. So I think, you know, from a public health perspective, but also a social justice perspective, we really need to focus very careful attention, scientific attention, on minority groups. What have you learned in your research that you could offer as advice to parents? What is your child's response when they are stressed? Do they turn to food? There are lots of different ways that you could deal with stressors. For example, you could call a friend or go see a movie. So carefully thinking about how you respond to stress and could that be in a different way that doesn't involve food? Is that an option? Maybe the family could get together and sort of support each other in non-food ways when one of the family members is experiencing stress. Dr. Janet Tomiyama, Assistant Professor in the Department of Psychology at UCLA. Where can we read more about your research? Dishlab.org, D-I-S-H, lab.org. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. And I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.